Hey everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the crime of the century that should have never happened, but actually did happen. First thing we're going to talk about, it's moto time. Hey, remember this, rich people, poor people, poor people like rich, rich people like poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time. Hey, don't forget, pay your bills. In this age of tax season, we just need to pay your bills. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul. And do what you got to do to maintain your self-awareness of what you do. Also, remember, never quit your day job while conquering the world. These are things that you need to do to better yourself. Also, remember, time is money. Money is time. Wasting time, you're wasting money. We don't want to waste money. And that is your time. Time is very valuable. I always stress that because a lot of people ask me, what do you mean? What do you mean time is money? Well, I think about that because your time that you give, you can't get back. Time you can't give back and you can't give that away. And it's something hard to get rid of. And it's a lot harder to get rid of the time that you invested into something that you're doing. Business-wise or whatever you're doing. Remember that, okay? Also, remember one thing. Never quit your day job while conquering the world. My daddy always says that. And I never understood that until I got older. He always says that never quit your day job while conquering the world. It means that you can have a full-time job, part-time job, or side job. Just never do that. Never quit that. Always have something to fall back on. Here's a good example. I was watching an episode of Shark Tank. There was this businessman on there who owned a company. Him and his brother started a company. And they started a company and all the sharks asked this guy one question. They said, great, we love your business. I would love to do business with you. Tell me about you. What do you do? He says, well, I do this on the side and also I have a full-time job. He says, so what that tells me is that you are not really interested to get your company off the foot. You should be doing that full time. He says, he he looked at him, he says, I'm going to tell you something. And I know y'all probably are not not going to like what I'm about to tell you. Boy, this is what I'm going to tell you. I have a full time job because my son has to be, my son is on, my son takes a specific medication and my insurance covers it. So I have to keep my full time job because that medication is nine, that medication is $900 in order for me to get that medication, I don't have 900 bucks to just to get that medication to keep my son alive. So I have to have my full-time job to have that so that I can have that insurance. Because there's no way unless I have the insurance to cover it. That's why I have my full-time job. They say, well, to me, that kind of tells me you're not really interested. You're not really focusing on your job. He says, granny, because I'm still working, I still give 99% of my time. My wife focuses on the kids and the insurance covers my wife and my kids. That's what that insurance is for, my wife and my kids. So that's what I that's why I'm still working. Other than that, I if I didn't have to have that if I didn't if my kid wasn't sick, I would not be working. I will still be t- 100% into this business. That's why my brother is 100% in this business. That's why he quit his job. He doesn't have any kids, but he understood how I have to maintain my job. That's why. And and for that, the granny that's what he said. And he meant that. So that kind of understands. All right, let's begin. What I say about the crime of the century that should never happen, this is what I mean. Listen, this is what happened. Back in the early 1900s, back in the early 1900s, the federal government, early 1900s, the federal government was, was restructuring called the, um, the, I called the, um, the Iron Age or the restructuring, the, the restructuring age where companies were building America. Companies were trying to build America. And they were trying to build this this infrastructure of America. So the president at the time was trying to build America to be where America is to be, the superpower. America was one of the most powerful countries. They were rebuilding America, putting people to work. That's what they were doing, putting people to work. 
and as a, as a, as a American, that's what they were doing, trying to put America to work. They were rebuilding America, restructuring America, trying to get America into a point to where America was great and superpower as they were. They were doing this company, big corporations were buying up smaller companies. There were so many, there was over millions of companies popping up. These smaller companies popping up. People were sitting there buying, corporations, companies were buying out companies. Here's a good example. Do you know that JP Morgan, John Paul Getty, JP Morgan, Morgan Getty, all of them, and also the Vanderbilts, the um, Admiral Vanderbilt and all of them, they were, and the Ford Foundation, all these companies were buying up smaller companies that were doing the same thing that they were doing, just buying them up, buying them up, making them offers they couldn't refuse. And they were doing that on purpose because they were, they were doing that to make money. It was all about making money. And they were doing that so they can make this money. And people were like, what? Yeah, that's what they were doing. They were buying up all these companies. Wow, all these buses come by. Oh, a trailway. They were buying up all these companies and stuff because they needed to, um, they needed to profit. Um, one company they were buying up was U.S. Steel. That was a big company. And they were also buying up the railroads and stuff. Small railroad companies were buying up all these companies. They were just buying up smaller companies and doing these things that other companies needed to be done. And they were just buying these smaller companies up. They were just mass buying them up, making them offers they couldn't refuse. Companies were folding because of that was coming into the age of the Great Depression. It's when the, when the stock market crashed. And when the stock market crashed, it literally crashed to the point to where the stock market shut down and the whole country, the whole American country was at a standstill. That's when everything shut down. I mean, a dollar was worth a penny. A paper dollar was worth a penny. A hundred dollars was only worth a penny. The paper money wasn't worth anything. And then the federal government started doing this number to restructure everything they started buying up all the gold telling everybody you can't have gold we want all the gold so they started buying up all this gold and stuff from everybody because the government didn't want the u.s american people to have gold the crime of the century is that when they did that that's when they started putting this thing where they had we had we had three we had three monetary paper systems what i mean is we had three monetary paper currency we had one that was a regular dollar, regular dollar bill, just a normal dollar bill backed by the federal government and everything. Then we had a dollar bill that was backed by silver. Then we had a dollar bill that was also backed by gold. See, we had three paper currencies out on the market. So the government was like, uh, yeah, well, that's kind of a, nah, we don't want to do that. So what they did was as, it, as time progressed and we started getting back, when they started putting America back to work, and stuff and started getting this infrastructure building the highways building the dams and all this stuff and the tennessee valley association started putting tva started putting people to work started building things did you know that the u.s government decided then all of a sudden we go into presidents each president started thinking about how we could do and we also had bear bonds we had we had e-bonds bear bonds and stuff war bonds as they call them back in those days and the war bonds were bonds that people buy these bonds and the government will guarantee the backing of those bonds so that you can have money and they needed the money to utilize for the war because we were fighting a war which is world war ii 
not World War One. We we came into depression. Out of depression, we went into World War Two, and that's when the government started doing this, buying up all this, started buying all the gold, and started doing. And then we go into the presidents. I was like, each president started doing this, restructuring the economy. Then we get into the very last president that did something. That was Richard Milhouse Nixon, who took us off of the gold market took our money and made it a promissory note if you look at a u.s dollar it says bank note that means it's a promissory note that means if it's a dollar the government will guarantee that to be a dollar if it's a hundred they guarantee it to be a hundred it's not saying it's actual hundred it's just guaranteeing that they will honor that to be a hundred dollars that's what the government was doing they were backing that saying that it's a promissory note which they promised to guarantee that to be whatever it is now if you're lucky like me i have a silver certificate which is a, a dollar that says backed by silver on the bear back to the back to the mount of it in silver dollar is backed by the amount of silver now i ha- i tried to get a gold certificate Ooh, very expensive hard to get and nowadays, and we're into this age, we're in this age of technology now. Do you know that right now, more people are utilizing less of paper currency and more of digital currency, meaning that we're taking our dollar bills and stuff. We don't have that as much. People are using their bank cards, our debit cards, which is whatever's in your bank. That's what we value. Your value is. So if let's say you have a hundred dollars in your bank. That's what the card will say on your card. You will have $100 and they will guarantee that to be $100. And that's what they're utilizing now. They're backing that by saying that. And so they're backing that by doing that. That's what the government's doing. When I say about the crime that should never happen, we should have never went off the gold standard. And then we go a little further when we had um, former President Jimmy Carter took us off the metric system. We're on the international standard system. We were on the metric system because we had two systems. We had the we had the U.S. We had the international standard. There's like maybe I think it's three or four countries that are on the international standard. The ones that we use pounds and stuff. But every country around the world is utilizing the metric where we have liters instead of gallon when it comes to gas, a liter of petrol instead of a gallon of gas. We use gallon. And if you go to other countries like Mexico, they have liter. They have petrol. They're on the metric system. I think Canada utilizes the metric system as well as the pounds. They use both because they're so close to us. They're like our, like our sister up north or brother up north or whatever, brother from another. And there's very small countries. There's few countries that utilize the U.S. system. And there's and did you know that we have a we are one of the very few countries that in other countries our dollar is higher than most other countries. I remember a friend of mine. He took a trip. He went. To, he took a trip to Africa. And when he went to Africa, because he went down to Africa to go visit, went to one of the countries. I think he went to um, Su- uh, either he went to Sudan or he went to Kenya. He went to one of those countries because he went to a safari. And while he was there, they had their currency. And he had American money. They were like, we want American money. Because they said that American dollar is higher than any other country. Now, the countries now, in a, like in Europe, they're on the euro. In Europe, they have two. They have two currencies in Europe. They have their own currency, which is whatever bank they're, whatever country they're with. And then there's countries 
that are um, that have the euro. They're on the euro currency, which is they have euro, which is the European money that they're using the euro currency, which is it's universal throughout the European country. Some countries don't like the euro because of the amount of money that they're that they're spending. So uh, that kind of is like one of those gray areas and stuff. So that's what they're utilizing for the euro and stuff, utilizing euro currency and stuff. And see, and now, and that makes us as a as a America, we're like we we claim to be the most superpower country, but we, our money is our debt. We people always say our debt ceiling is getting higher and higher. Here's the question. If we as Americans, we as U.S. citizens, realize that if we was the only way we can get rid of our debt, people say, well, how do you get rid of the debt? I'll tell you how to get rid of the debt. And this is the most barbaric way to get rid of the debt. And the only way we can restructure our country to where it could be better is doing two things. We have to bankrupt the whole country. We have to have another depression. Yeah. We have to have another depression. Do we want one? No, we don't want one. We really don't need it. But that is the only way we as citizens, we as a, we as if you are running for president, that's the only way you can actually rebalance the budget is by bankrupting the whole country. You'll have to bankrupt the whole United States of America to, in order for us to have the kind of money to so that we can be we can start all over. That's the only way we can restructure our country. Will that work? Uh, no. It won't. But it it won't work. People say, no, it won't work. Stock markets will crash. The Everything will crash to the point where it's zero. And all of our money that we have in our banks won't be worthless. Because the banks only, if you are a multimillionaire, banks are only guaranteed. Do you know that if, here's something that you probably didn't know. Let's say... You won the lottery. Let's say you won the lottery. And you won like say. 80 million. It's a good number. 80 million. And you have 80 million in your bank. And the whole country goes bankrupt. Do you know your 80 million will be gone. Unless you. Unless you have your money insured. Because the FDIC or whatever. The federal insurance thing for your money only insures up to a hundred grand so anything over that it's a loss so you'll lose all that money you'll lose you'll lose 79 million you'll lose 79 million nine hundred and nine hundred thousand dollars that's what you will lose oh that's a flicks you will lose that you will actually lose that and all you will have is a hundred grand in your account and you used to be a multi-millionaire or a multi-billionaire, you will lose all that money. Seriously, that is what that's how if you ever look at your money. And oh, here's something that I, I found out. There was like in the United States, let's say, let's say you have 80 million in the bank. And you go to your bank and you say, I want to pull out all my money. Do you know that you cannot pull out your 80 million out of your bank? Even though it's your money, the bank will not let you pull that out. Because they will find, they will want to know why you're pulling out the 80 million. They want to know why you're pulling out 80 million. And they'll go, why are you pulling out 80 million? Tell me why. What's the reason? And if you don't give enough, if you don't give a good enough reason, they still won't give it to you. There was a gentleman who was a multi 
millionaire. He was a millionaire. Before billionaires popped up, he was a millionaire. And he wanted to exchange, he wanted to get he wanted to move his money from that bank to another bank because he didn't like the way that bank was messing up. It bank was shady. He found something wrong and he knew it was shady, the bank. What he did was he walked into his branch and he says, I need to pull out my money. They said, no, they gave that. What's the reason? He says, I just want to, I'm moving into another bank. They, they gave him no, they said, no, you can't. You cannot. You cannot pull that money out. So he could not pull his money out of his bank. There was no reason. They wouldn't give him a reason. They said, no. They said, there's no reason why you can't pull that money out. And they told him, nope, there you can't. So you know what he had to do? This is what he did. And he got smart. He got real slick. Oh, buses. He got real slick. So what he did was, he was like, fine. So what he did was, he did it over, um, over, he did it over a six-month period. What he did was, he pulled out a little at a time over six months until he had only, had only had a, he had only $100 in his account. He did it little at a time over six months until he pulled all his money out. When he pulled all his money out, his money was out. All of his money was out and all of his money was gone. He did that on purpose. He kept transferring his money little at a time, little at a time. Then one day his bank called him and said, hey, your account's getting kind of low. If you don't add more money to your account, we're going to have to close it. He was like, whatever. I, okay. And they kept wondering. And then all of a sudden he had down to a dollar. He had down to $10 in his account. He left it like that with interest. He left it like that and left it there. Didn't bother to think about it, left it there. All of a sudden, he had um, he had only $10. They said, you need to add more money or we're going to close that account. <laughs> close it. It's $10. He didn't trip. Boom, he moved, it to, he moved it to another bank, which was the bank that he wanted to move to. And that bank actually benefited him and, and helped him and bettered him. And he was better. And see, that's a trick. That's what you got to do. Now, if you're trying, let's give it when I say about this, let's try Let's do something. Here's something that I want you to understand. If you're if you're people always ask me this question about when it comes to finances and stuff about, you know, what do I do? You know, how do I I want to I want to produce more money. I want to make more money. I want to be able to have more money into my account. I want to do better. I want to be better in finances. Here's what you got to do. Remember this. Let's say you have, let's say you have five grand in the bank, okay, and you want to go buy a car. Let's say you have five grand in the bank and you want to buy a car. What you have to do is how much does the car cost? You got five grand, okay? Your car costs like, uh, say your car costs um, 8000 okay, and you have, say, we'll say you have 10000 in the bank instead of five. We'll use ten. You have 10000 in the bank. You take that ten grand, leave it there. Don't touch it. You go out and you start hustling. Get two times the amount of the money. So if you have 10 grand, you need to add you need to add 20 to it. So you have 30. So you have 30 grand in your bank account. Now you have 30,000. Go buy your car. Go buy the car you want for 10,000 that you want. Boom. You still have money in your account. Now you now you're just short 10 grand. Now you go back and you hustle and you hustle up that 10 more thousand. Put it back in the account. Now you're back up at 30. That's what you got to do. You have to treat your bank account as if it was like an IOU. Like you owe, like I owe, I owe, I owe you, I owe, I owe you myself 
10000 and then you go and you boom, done. Now, some people will buy a car and they will buy it and they will finance it. Yes, because if you don't have 10000 to put down to, to pay for a car that costs like eight or 9000 sometimes you can get a good, you can get a pretty good, decent car for eight or 9000 or 10000 for a car. A really decent, compact car. I mean, if you're, unless you're, Unless you're, unless you're getting a truck, then you're gonna have to you have to save up a lot more than that to get a truck. Cause get a truck, it's about forty thousand, thirty thousand, twenty-five thousand, forty thousand, twenty-five thousand, twenty-eight thousand for a basic model or package deal with everything on it. It's about fifty thousand total. I notice a lot of people having these brand new trucks with all these bells and whistles, and they're like sixty thousand sometimes. But that's a truck. A truck is multi-purpose because it does two things. You can use that truck to Take you where you got to go with your wife and your kids. Plus, you can use that for work. You can also use it to haul and make money off of it. It's a side hustle. So getting a truck, it kind of helps you. Now, here's something that you probably don't know. Do you know that if you, you know that buying a car, the cars right now that are the most valuable, cars right now that are really, really cheap, if you're buying a pre-owned car, try to buy a car that's a stick shift. Look for a car that's manual transmission. A car that's a stick shift. The reason why I say that is because if you buy, if you find one, you'll probably get it cheaper than an automatic. Right now, automatics are more expensive than a stick shift. Before, stick shifts used to be cheaper, used to be more than automatics. Automatics used to be cheaper because people were always buying sticks and, and, you know, because stick shifts were power and the way the manual transactions, and they were easy to repair. Nowadays, it's the other way around. It flip-flop. Automatics are more expensive and stick shifts are cheaper. If you can get a stick shift and you, and you know how to drive a stick, get one. Sometimes a stick shift is better than an automatic. Battery dies out on you. You can just run it. You can push it. down. You can push it. Have a friends in the back of you. Push it and pop it in second gear. Boom. And you can start. Pop it in second gear and you can start the car and your battery will, will charge up. That's with, an, with the stick shift. With an automatic, you got to jump start it. So it's kind of like one of those kind of things. That's what I would say. You know, and that's what I mean when I say things like that. When I say that crimes should happen, I mean, look at it. Look at the markets. Right now, the stock market is an all-time thing. I'm telling you, the country right now, we're in this thing where a lot of people are homeless and stuff. And the economy, people are saying, well, we can help out the poor. We can do this. and There's, listen. There's no way we can we can help out all those that are homeless. Our prison systems are all time high. It's a cash cow. There, you know, there's this one video I saw where there was this one county. Well, the county has zero crime, literally zero crime. The sheriff said he doesn't have. He said he had no crime. He came in to a crime written crime written county. He was the sheriff. He took over. He literally came to this town and he ran for sheriff and he had a policy. He said that if I come here, I'm going to eliminate crime. And guess what? He did. But here's the problem. There's no money. The county had no money. They weren't making any money because they usually get money based off of the crime. Because crime sometimes helps establish money because they get funding, federal funding. Federal government says your county's doing good. Why should we give you money? So he didn't have any money to um, to balance the budget, and he was like couldn't pay overtime and stuff, and he couldn't do things that he normally do. So his officers and stuff were doing their job. They were good. 
officers were doing a really good job. They maintained their status quo. Everybody was working. The officers were doing their job. The city was safe. Crime was down, down to like 1%. The only crimes they were getting were like minor traffic violations and stuff. That's where people were getting and stuff. And people were wondering like, what the hell? If it's like, what's going on? And so people were just wondering how, where can we get, and then, and then the sheriff was like, um, I can't, you know, telling the mayor, we can't raise taxes because, you know, the taxes are, are all time high. The, the way the federal government taxes are high, the economy is all time high and the economy is really low in this county. And he says, and there's not many companies in this county because there's nothing there they can use to man so what the what the what the sheriff said we got to find a way of making money i got to find a way of making money i gotta we gotta get some money here and i gotta find a way so the sheriff turned around and was like i need to find a way to make money so that we can start paying paying like paying salary paying bonuses and stuff like that for people who've been here a while paying for equipment because their their vehicles were outdated they didn't have new they didn't have money to buy new stuff because that's how they get their money to buy when they get when they do these when they put people in jail they utilize the county money to people go to jail they utilize that money people go to jail the courts and stuff had to use all that money to pay for new equipment so here's what he did to eliminate that he to keep his promise here's what he did he turned around and he went on the crypto system he started putting in servers and all the substations in the county Every substation had crypto, had mining stations in there, built in there. He built, he built servers in there. And in, uh, in empty rooms, he put servers in there. And he built cryptocurrencies in there and had crypto mining stations everywhere. And all of his offices and all of the substations and stuff. And they started mining for crypto. They started making tons of money off of crypto. And, and that right there turned around and benefited the county. The county stayed zero crime. Crime was down at 1%. And they started making tons of money in crypto. He took that crypto. He cashed out. Boom. Put it in the county. They got brand new vehicles. They got all new equipment. They got all new everything. All the officers got new equipment. Got new uniforms. They got new everything. They got all brand new stuff. That's what he did. He made sure every officer got all brand new things. Every officer got new stuff. Not one of them got old stuff. Brand new equipment. The mayor got a pay raise. The mayor helped do it. The mayors of the mayors in all the communities and all the small towns, the mayor, he went to every mayor in all the communities and told them, put these in your in your state in your county in your city buildings, these servers, and they started doing that and all of them started making money. So now one county, one community had an empty warehouse building that was just empty. Because it was just an old storage warehouse. They made it a bunch of, they put a bunch of servers in there. Pile of servers in there. They started making, that county, that little town started making so much money that they went and bought, they went and built a new library. They went and built the new city hall. They went and built the new parks. They revamped the parks, make the parks even better. They revamped everything in that community. And the city didn't raise any taxes. No tax levies, the property taxes, everything was the same, low. And the mayor was like, this is what I want to do. And I'm doing this because the, the sheriff said, do this. And they started making money. And did you know what? 
that sheriff stayed there for about he did he did he did 20 years as sheriff in that community he did he did he did 20 years as sheriff when he did that he did 20 years now he retired he stepped down and the new sheriff got in and his job was to just to keep it the same oh but he decided i'm going to start doing this he started i'm gonna start making money by policing more and doing this more because he was from a city where they policed more but when he found out what the old sheriff was doing and how they got their money he was like oh i'm gonna so he started changing it trying to do like a normal city like a big city would do you know crime and stuff started looking for crime it wasn't any and he was like oh wow so what do i need to do now they started making more money he started seeing how the crypto is helping. Now that's now that county is on crypto. I would tell I would tell each and every one of y'all out there, if you are in a city where you're at, see if you can ask your mayor or ask your county government people to get on the crypto system. Maybe that can help restructure your city. Instead of raising taxes, maybe get on crypto and have crypto to help balance your budget. That's a good thing. Then it's a bad thing because 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 with crypto, crypto is like a yo-yo. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. That's basically what crypto does. When you're on Bitcoin or you're using Ethereum or any like Doge or whatever, you're following those rules. Those are the rules that they follow. I ask you that and I'm telling you that that's what you got to follow. Get on that bandwagon, all right? Stay on that crypto system and follow those methods, okay? That's what you got to do. Get on the crypto system, follow the bandwagon, and stay on the crypto. Because that right there will help you. Will help your community if you want to help without trying to get, get heavily taxed. That's something that you can do. All right. Hey, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. I just want to put this out there and tell everybody, hey, I thank you. I appreciate you for each and every one of y'all listening to my podcast. Hey, if you want to do this, check me out. Check out my podcast. Spread my podcast around on all your social media. I'll ask you to do that. Um, I'm not asking you to donate any money. I'm not going to ask you to go to your Patreon. I'm not going to ask you to donate. I'm just asking you, if you want to donate crypto, I do have a crypto account. I will give you that address. You can donate to that. But for that, you ain't got to do that. If you just want to help out, just share, share my podcast, all right? By the way, I love each and every one of y'all fans because y'all are my true family because well, I have a rule of thumb. Blood, blood, blood doesn't make you family. In my book, blood doesn't make you family. Loyalty does. If you're loyalty and you're listening to my podcast, you are part of my family. And you're rocking with me. I'm a rocker with you. Okay? You don't have to listen to my podcast, but I'm glad that you did. And I appreciate that. All right? Hey, by the way, Bravo 6 is going dark.